0: Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back to the second League of Average Gentlemen podcast. Uh, we're joined today by uh, both of our commissioners, Colby Corbett, Ian Spencer, and we have a special guest. Jeff White is also joining us. How's everyone doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. good. Sitting here hanging out with my uh, trophy. Oh, don't ah, get used yeah. to that. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm pretty used to it right now. you got four months left with it.
0: So on our previous episode, we talked about a couple different things. The first being that we were now allowed to add tight end into the flex position. Uh, and then we also talked about the COVID in reserve positions. And we've actually had the first pop up. Ellis was the lucky team with Reichwell Armstead popping up under a COVID designation. So we do now know what that looks like. Uh, and he now knows how to put him into a COVID IR squad. So there you go. That's fun.
2: And yeah, it's kind of weird that he was even rostered to begin with. But yeah, good for Ellis, I suppose.
0: Yeah, no, I do want to give those giving those Jaguar uh, running backs a a chance. I guess is good for him. It's like charity.
3: I do also want to fact oh. check fact check Randy after Jeff found out that ESPN. Yeah has had the tight end and the flex since like 2012 or something. So he was fucking wrong on that, but just want that out there.
0: Thanks, man. Go ahead and edit that part right out of there. Nope. So this week we're going to be jumping into more breakdowns. We have five teams remaining, um, and then we thought we would go ahead and do some predictions of what we thought might happen with the week's first slate of matchups. First, though, we have a little bit of an announcement. We kind of teased it last week that, uh, that Ryan – Jeff's pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> Congrats,
2: in- there. congrats,
1: Jeff. Woo. Thank you. Baby due in November. <laughs> yeah. You're,
0: you're carrying it really well. Yeah. Also, uh, Ryan O is the lucky team that finished last, and uh, we did put out a survey seeing what people uh, felt like would be the best name for his team for this season. And the results are in. So Colby, you want to break the news?
2: Yeah. So it was pretty, uh, an overwhelming favorite one. Uh, I believe it was either seven to one to one or six to one to one, but the winner was STDs and wine coolers. Uh, I think that one was submitted by Jeff. Is that right?
1: Yep. Yep. So just like uh, fantasy football, I'm just as good at winning, as I am at naming other people's terrible teams so yeah I don't know if you caught it but STds and wine coolers is kind of a play on uh, Tds and, and and beer which was his name last year but it's way more
0: embarrassing yeah maybe maybe we'll uh be renaming your team next season Jeff that's we can only hope
1: yeah that'd be funny
2: <laughs> it's it's likely I saw I, I've looked at his lineup quite a bit because I'm facing him this first week and yeah, that wouldn't be a surprise to me.
0: Yeah, well, well, uh, we can with that in mind. We can go ahead and jump into the uh, into the last five teams that we have to go through, and we'll get a little more intimate with Jeff's lineup. Uh, so, uh, first up, we're going to be looking at the uh, sixth team to draft, um, and I'm not looking. Who is that? It looks like a good team. Oh, oh yeah, Team Kamara Virus uh, looks like they might have the uh, the absolute best roster, top to bottom, in the whole draft class.
3: I think we figured out last week that, or last time this was mine. So you're a liar again.
0: <laughs> I, I refute that claim as well.
2: Yeah. it. I mean, it's not a bad team, but uh, yeah, it's probably, you know, right about where you're going to finish every year, just in the middle. You know, you're probably going to draft fifth or sixth. You'll, you'll get probably high on yourself for a little bit because you might run off three or four wins in a row and,
0: I have long
2: claimed
0: claimed that I am the Dallas Cowboys of our fantasy football league. I am a strong eight and eight finisher every year. I might make a playoff appearance. I'll probably get bounced in the first round, but I'm right there in the running every year. And then not so much in the postseason.
1: So you're like the Tony Romo of fantasy football.
0: I will take that. I will take that happily.
1: Yeah, that hurts my heart. You're not as good looking, but yeah.
2: No, but I do I do think – I think your roster is okay. Um, I think your receivers are, are probably your strongest suit. You went two receivers early uh, after kind of being stuck with Kamara at the sixth pick.
0: Yeah, I didn't love keeping Kamara, not because I don't like him as a player. It just didn't really feel like I was getting a whole lot of value keeping him there, just having to keep him in the first round, but it was – that or I could have kept Chris Carson for a third, and I was just—I don't know—I'd rather have Kamara on my roster.
1: Yeah, I—I I, kind of agree with Colby. Your your receivers are decent. Your running backs are okay. You have Kamara, and then like David Johnson is your second, is like kind of a question mark, and then you don't really have a lot of running back depth.
2: Yeah, you get you get stuck with an injury on those top two, which Kamara just had to. I think he just had a baby because I'm pretty sure he had an epidural. And I think that's the only reason you get an epidural. So I've been an owner of David Johnson. I know how injury prone he is. So you lose either one of them and and you have a backup running back like in Cleveland, which isn't exactly exciting. Uh, I like Kareem Hunt, but still, I wouldn't want that as my RB1 or RB2.
0: No, I put all my eggs in in uh, the Alexander Madison basket in the thirteenth round. I'm really hoping that something happens to Dalvin Cook and I can just roll Madison out there. It wouldn't be a draft if I didn't take a handcuff player to
2: win the. NBA. Okay, so you'll drop him by week two. Is that is that right?
0: Yeah, probably. I, I thought about it when yeah. I dropped Boston Scott, but I just I felt like it was just a little bit too early, so I'll wait until next week. Then I'll drop him.
3: I really like Tyler Lockett there in the fifth. I've had him before. He can he can do good things for you. He had a decent value there too, pick him up in the fifth.
1: Don't hey, hey, don't say nice things, please. It's not what I'm here for. It's not what
3: I thought. We can throw a couple out there.
0: You know what I really like? Yeah, no. I really liked that I got Matt Ryan in the last round of the draft. That's I think this might be the first draft where I didn't go quarterback way too early like Aaron Rodgers in the fourth and it felt good to wait all the way until the end I, I enter the draft every year thinking that's going to be my strategy and then Aaron Rodgers is staring at me in the fourth and I just for whatever reason can't help myself but I actually did it this year high five guys
1: so so you're thinking you're going to be streaming quarterbacks is that what you're saying
0: yeah probably I, I feel good about it though you're one to talk we'll, we'll get to you later
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Jeff probably had more of the head scratcher as far as quarterback selections went. Mm -hmm. All right, so next up on our list was uh, El Gato Grande, Kyle Cooper's team, Um, Uh who he had, yeah, he had McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, as his first pick, Uh, and then I felt like he got getting um, Lamar Jackson where he did. I think it was in the third or fourth round. I think it was the fourth round actually. Yeah, Um, those are probably the two MVPs. For last year, those are the two that carried probably most teams. So, I think having them on the same team is kind of scary. But the good part is the rest of his team's trash. So, I mean, he's got Nook that's on a new team. He drafted Leonard Fournette, which is a really weird move, especially because he's, yeah, I, I think even, I mean, hindsight aside, probably a eh, probably an iffy
1: move. Yeah, I thought it was a bad pick before he got cut. <laughs>
0: I think I had his ADP somewhere in like the fourth round, like mid to late fourth. So, yeah, even even before getting cut, he was a, a, a reach of around a, a reach, reach around, around. Yeah,
3: a reach. Yeah, he, yeah, he That's was a, a reach different around. podcast and I think, for Andy. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think Lamar Jackson is going to have some regression. I don't know why. I'm just hoping. I guess um, I think he's going to take a little bit of a step back. He's definitely gonna, and
1: then, he's definitely going to take a step back in the passing game for sure. Like he, his efficiency was just stupid last year. It's not going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, if he, if
0: he does what he did, what he did last year again, I mean, he's working on his Hall of Fame career. Like that's there's there's got to be regression.
1: My favorite pick on his team though was James White in the seventh, just because, not because it's good for fantasy. I mean, it's a bad pick for his team, but like. My name's Jefferson James White, so that, that's why I liked it. But yeah,
2: yeah, that makes it a terrible pick.
0: I liked that later in the draft he uh, he reached on a whole bunch of uh, wide receivers that I probably wouldn't have wanted anything to do with. Uh, Jalen Rager in the 11th, I didn't really love that. I don't, and he's also already injured, so who knows what he's going to get from that? And then. For some reason, I think he told me he was really in on Brashad Perriman, and I just don't understand that. But whatever, Elgato. Good luck what with it. What
1: team is Brashad Perryman
2: on now? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, yeah, I think he's been on like 10 teams. I, I can't keep up with him.
3: It looks like the Jets, so that's just always bad.
2: That's like oh, a, that's a that's – like,
0: Oh,
1: God. That's the worst
0: option. I felt dirty drafting Justin Crowder, and he doubled down on Brashad Perryman. So. Yeah, so uh, –
1: Next team in the draft was uh, my man Ellis with the probably the worst team name, Ellis's team. I don't know how he
3: came up with that. Um,
0: <laughs> really long and hard I about it. Yeah,
3: I, I think they had a drawing or something. Like they had like pulled him out of a hopper. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, I Ellis, was there.
3: <laughs> Ellis started things off
1: with I think his best pick. In, in my opinion, was Julio Jones in the first. And that was my favorite because it, it let me get a good running back in the on the turn that I didn't expect to. So props to Ellis for taking Julio when he needed running backs because he really doesn't have any running backs anymore.
2: Yeah, but what about Todd Gurley in the second? Isn't that where, like, he couldn't have got him in the third or maybe even the fourth, right? He had to get him in the second?
1: I mean, he could yeah. have taken him in the first which I also would have been okay with.
0: Yeah, I I don't like I know why you put Gurley there. There there wasn't really anything else running back wise for him to to take. Like he could have reached on someone like a Carson, but I man, I I just don't like Todd Gurley this year. He was one of the players that I just didn't want to touch just because he felt like he was way too risky.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I that's why I think the Julio Jones and in the first was probably not the right choice because, yeah, I mean, for me the teardrop happened right before it came back around to him on running back. So, yeah. Yeah, I would have much yeah.
0: rather had Mixon in the first, I think, than Julio Jones. So, you done fucked Yeah, it up.
2: me too. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I would have much rather had Mixon. I didn't think Mixon was going to fall to me. I thought that first pick of, of a receiver, especially because I agree with Jeff, I think the next three running backs that went he kept were Mixon, Chubb Eckler. He kept a receiver too, yeah. So I was I was pretty convinced he was going to go
3: running back there. But God,
0: Ellis, you just fucked up, dude.
3: Yeah. Like you got a cool house and the pool suite, but you fucked up bad. You know, I did
1: like the value he got on James Conner though. I'm going to try and trade him for Conner later because I wanted he-
0: Conner. Yeah, Conner, Connor Like at least when he had to get a running back, Conner was still there for him. Because yeah, I think I think Conner will have positive regression this year
2: yeah i I think I trashed Connor in hopes like preseason in hopes that he was gonna fall to me mm-hmm. um but then when I went three running backs it, it and i realized that um he he might have i don't think he ended up falling to me i think he was taking the pick before me, but it, just seeing the running backs that were there at four or like in the fourth round kind of surprised me 'cause i thought I thought Connor should have been in,
1: like a third round guy you're you're full
0: Connor Back was there check. yeah. Yep, you're full of shit. Amari Cooper is who you took ahead of James Conner, but we'll get to that dipshit.
1: So Colby hates James Conner, confirmed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I could go four running backs.
2: We're not on me. We're on Ellis. (laughs) Uh, I I did like A.J. Brown in the fifth. I thought that was good value. Yeah. If you get what you get from him or what you got from him at the end of last season, you could get a wide receiver one there.
0: Are you going to, though? I just don't know that you can be confident in that.
2: No, no, that's why he's a fifth-round pick. I mean, I, I think there's just – there's a lot of potential there. Like, Connor and A.J. Brown are the two that I've tried to or that I, – I tried to trade for Connor, but that I'll try to trade for.
0: Yeah. I really want to hate on the uh, Dak Prescott in the sixth pick, but it's hard to. I mean, I think Dak's going to be – and maybe I'm just a homer, but I think Dak's going to be great again this season. He's essentially just trying to bump up his contract numbers, so – and he has just it, a stupid array of wide receivers to throw to.
3: Like C Lamb, who's gonna be right, player. sitting on his bench, so if he can get him into a flex spot. He's gonna bloom like a hydrangea in spring. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. He
0: took uh, he took Diggs in the eight and I don't know I don't know who Diggs is gonna be this season. Like it's Buffalo's offense just scares me. I don't think he's going to be what he was in Minnesota.
1: I mean, he didn't. He didn't yeah. get many targets last year, and he still produced.
3: So, uh, I, well, I all he, his all his production was off of like four catches. They were just all sixty yards and a touchdown. Trust me. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I feel like that like makes me feel better about him in Buffalo. Because he's not going to get a – they're not a huge passing team. He's not going to get on a bunch of targets, but I think he'll be –
0: Well, and they may be playing from behind a lot, more, more than Minnesota at least.
2: I thought it was weird that he took so many rookies. Like he took Jerry Judy, he took Swift, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who he ended up dropping. I, I felt like he just kind of fell in love with rookies and was just – Who
0: who'd he pick up instead of Vaughn?
2: Uh, oh, right. maybe the guy that he caught, right Rayquell Armstead.
0: Armstead? Oh, that's right. Mr. COVID. Got it.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I did like uh, – I liked Gronk in the 10. And by I liked it, I mean it was
1: stupid. No? No
0: one's going to bite on
1: that? Gronk is his tight end one, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah yeah me. yeah yeah i totally agree with that
0: yeah i wonder i wonder what he's gonna do week two when gronk is inevitably injured
2: yeah along with um with todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. yeah that should be fun i hope i play week two i want to go look at the schedule now
1: i mean connor can <laughs> connor can like help him
2: on the ir yeah yeah connor can get injured too <laughs> That's maybe that's what his te- his team's going to quickly change from Ellis's team to just injured reserve.
0: <laughs> Ellis is going to be the one player that we really have to watch to make sure he's not abusing the COVID button. Yeah, I IR. <laughs> well, so next up we have uh the the league's perpetual bridesmaid in Colby picking 9, never quite making it the wedding. So, uh, so Kobe, ended up. I like. I want to hate his team, but Kobe ended up with, I think, probably the best keeper in the draft. Uh, in in Derrick Henry for a third, if Henry can repeat what he was doing last season, the dude's a freight train.
1: I question whether he can, though. I mean, I I feel like the Titans are probably regress. Yeah, they did
0: feel like they caught lightning in a in a bottle last season and they won't be able to repeat it.
1: Yeah. I I believe in Henry, but I don't think the Tannehill AJ Brown connection is gonna do as much work and I think that's gonna come back okay. down down onto Henry. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I probably I probably wouldn't have had Henry ranked like as a the sixth or seventh or wherever he was, ranked running back but getting him in the third, like yeah, I gotta be happy with yep. that. And plus the rest of my team is, yeah, just completely stacked. So, you, know, you yeah. know, there was a little, there was some sad news with Ronald Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: funny because I had Ronald Jones as a reach in the sixth, regardless, because I just didn't think that Arians plus Tom Brady was going to equal running back success. Cause neither of them have really proven it in recent years, but, uh, but then to have Fournette go there was just icing on the cake. Like, that just plummeted Jones' value. You should feel bad.
2: Yeah, it, it, it hurt. I won't lie. I was really high on Ronald Jones. Good thing he's my uh, running back five, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you went five RB to start. Oh, wait, no, you, re- you reached oh, on a marker. Like that. so that's right. I, I forgot.
1: Yeah, with Kobe, with your team, like your team was like the one team after the draft that I felt like had running back depth. And then, yeah, with the Fournette to Tampa Bay, and then that kind of killed Ronald Jones's value. And then Cam Akers, it's like they're questioning whether he's even going to be the starter now. Like, I feel like you have just as much running back depth as anyone else. So, which is to say, not much. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But did you see? I picked up Bryce Love. Oh
0: yeah, yeah the the running back to own in for the Washington football team. Yeah, that's not going to help. No, <laughs> that's that's. We say hmm. that your running backs aren't any stronger than anyone else's, and you counter with Bryce Love. Get out of here.
1: I'd rather have Damian Harris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I wish I had Damian you, Harris. Still, you
1: did have. I know.
0: Uh, and then I wondered who was going to be the, the one to homer out on Blake Jarwin. I, I should have known it was going to be. Oh,
3: Blake yeah, the
2: Snake? Blake the Snake Jarwin.
3: Blake the snake. That's good. That's good. Him and his 71 projected He's points in the season.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Tight end one status is coming. You got to look at the the second half of last season and what he did. So whose who's
0: receptions and touchdowns is he taking from? Is it is it Amari Cooper?
2: It is. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's going to be Michael Gallup and Ceedee Lamb and Zeke's not going to see pass work. It's all Jarwin. It's the Jarwin uh, Cooper show. Until I trade Cooper, right, and then it'll be someone else.
3: Does Blake Jarwin outscore Gronk on the season? Uh, oh yes,
0: yeah. Oh, I absolutely. would say yes, but that's not really a reflection of uh, of Jarwin as much as it is Gronk. I
3: don't um, think Gronk. I
1: think Gronk. I think better. I would win.
3: Yeah.
2: Last but not least, we have the Plano Plantains. Uh, Jeff White's team.
3: We can just skip it.
2: Which, yeah, which was weird. I mean, his keeper was kind of kind of backed into Miles Sanders. He took Nick Chubb, which I don't think... I think there's going to be a regression there, but I think the biggest head-scratcher for me was probably Godwin in the first round. I had him
0: probably about a round and a half later than that in value, which, I mean, I understand the first three rounds get screwed up because of keepers, but it's still earlier than I thought he was going to
3: go. Deshaun Jackson is starting for you, Jeff. I don't know if you knew that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't decide decide between Deshaun Jackson and A.J. Green. I mean, they're both going to... Fall out week one, but they're both probably going to get hurt week one too. So
0: if if AJ Green can stay healthy, I actually do really like that pick. I think you got value getting him where you got him, and I and I like I had Green as a like if he fell to me, I I would have jumped all over him.
3: Did you see the news? Yeah. The news today no, is I, that Green is going to be a full go week one. This going to be the first time in like six years he's been healthy.
2: Yeah, and are you, is this is this like 2016 AJ Green that's coming out? Is that why you're so excited about this?
1: No, this is 2020 where nothing is what you expected.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> my best, I think, I uh, think Zach the best Moss. pick on my team was Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was a guy that. Thomas? I, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hot. I own. I almost took him. um, I almost took him like back at the second round on the turn on the second round because I I think he's going to ball out. I think he's going to take that job and be my keeper next year.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get a whole lot of the off-season hype on Jonathan Taylor. I think it's you know he's behind the best line. I think that's really the biggest thing he's got going for him. But Marlon Mack's not a. Like, he's not a jag to me, so I I think he's going to have stiff competition there for Yeah, carries. I feel
1: like Marlon Mack is kind of the definition of a jag, and he yeah. did well have, behind the great they,
0: line. Have they announced that Taylor is the starter?
1: No, he's not. He's, not, he's on my bench. No, no Mack is bench. the starter. The starter
0: got drafted yeah. a full four rounds after you took the
1: backup. Starter is in quotes,
0: though. <laughs> I don't know. I I like I like Taylor, but I I do think he reached on him. But I mean that's that's a, maybe that'll work out for you. That's that's how you got to do it sometimes. I did okay. like McLaurin in the in the sixth. I think he's uh, he showed last year that he's going to be really good.
1: Yeah, unfortunately he's in Washington. Yeah, it's just so like
0: yeah, but even last year he he was kind of quarterback proof. Like like he still put up points regardless of who was throwing to him.
2: I did like Zach Moss at, at the end. Like I think it was in the ninth round. I'd probably prefer that value of that rookie running back over Taylor because uh, I do think he's going to take that job. I think Singletary is, I don't know, he hasn't really shown much. He's had like very, very few flashes, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets uh, surpassed on yep. the depth chart.
0: I, uh, I appreciated that you... Basically, just entirely bailed on tight end and quarterback. Like, you took Ingram in the eighth, and that's the only tight end that you took. So, when Ingram is injured in week three, you're basically going to be
3: screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Cam. And Belichick, that's going to work real well for you, I promise.
0: Right. How, how quickly will he be suspended for conduct detrimental to the team?
3: Didn't that update just come out?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, sleeper update just came through.
3: Yeah,
1: Cam's not a bad guy. He's Superman.
3: He was was Superman. I mean, no, Cam—he's
1: a, a flyer. Like, I don't expect either. He's going to be amazing, and I've got a steal, or he sucks, and I drop him after week one it doesn't matter yeah
0: so him being a quarterback is the only thing that bails you out of that because like i honestly like cam in the 14th in a vacuum i i like that i just it's the fact that he's the only quarterback that you have like i felt like he was gonna go as as like a flyer backup for someone and you were like fuck that i'm all in on him as a starter
1: yeah i don't think i need a backup quarterback everyone else probably needs a backup quarterback but like my team doesn't really need a backup quarterback.
3: So we're, we're just going to have an empty empty spot on his bye week. I'll give you a dollar if you do that.
1: I still have a little bit of fab left. I think I can pick up a backup quarterback if I need one.
2: Oh, oh, who is it that you spent your fab on? Your your 16 or 14 fab? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he? What is he? Like the RB3 in Jacksonville? What did they say?
1: He's yeah. going uh, to get like 800 pass catches. Pass catches. Because... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not run catches. He's, he's a getting running pass back, catches, but he's gonna do the pass catches work <laughs> because the Jacksonville's gonna be trash this year. They really are. Not
2: Yeah, they're. Good. I think they're gonna throw a ton to DJ Chark.
1: Do do to do do. I, do, I do. think they're gonna cover DJ Chark with like five guys because they have no one else uh, except. Wait, they have someone else, Chris Thompson, underneath for eight hundred catches.
2: Yeah. yeah, for the for the five snaps he gets again. Yeah, he's
1: gonna have eight hundred catches in his first five snaps. That's how good he is.
2: Are those pass catches or run catches? Yeah.
1: Just, I don't know. I'm just we, talking we need about to, his pass catch work.
0: We need to check the scoring. I don't I'm not entirely sure how we score run catches. I'm gonna have to take a look at that.
3: It's negative three, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> We're going to make that change just to fuck over Jesse.
3: Approved. We'll,
0: well, so that pretty much covers all of the, uh, all the draft breakdowns. Um, so yeah, that's now you're intimately familiar with everyone's teams. That pretty much covers it for, uh, for this episode of the podcast. Uh, we're still not entirely sure how frequently we're going to do these throughout the season, but, uh, it's looking like we're probably going to do them a little more often than we anticipated. They may even replace the, uh, weekly breakdowns that we used to do. Uh, so keep an eye out for them and, uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if you made it to the end, thank you for listening. And if you didn't, well,
1: fuck you. you.